2: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 13th, episode 2765, brought to you by Eagle Equine Products. Good morning, Horse World. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning.
0: How would you like some good news to start the week, Jamie? I
2: would absolutely <laughs> love some good news. Can you bring it to me, yes,
0: please? Yes, uh, the FEI president announced that all human and equine samples taken during the Tokyo 2020 Olympics in the Paralympics Games both have returned negative. Nobody was drugging, human or athlete. Woo-hoo! Isn't that good news, sort of? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the fact that it's it, news it, is sad, but I mean, it's good news.
2: Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. At this
0: point, <laughs> we'll take any good news we can get today. So, yes, uh, that's uh, that was uh, that was my really good news of the day. That's what I got. <laughs> it's like.
2: That is not as exciting as I was hoping it was gonna be. I'm sorry. So I just had one of those mornings I had to get up and I had to load horses and I had to like work horses and the horses aren't doing what I want them to do and we're working on soundness issues and mental issues and just like it was one of those like super frustrating mornings for me before I came in here and sat down. So you better bring something a little better than that.
0: I I have a lot better than that, actually. I have I have Danny Linderman who's coming on and she is the Equiderma guest of the week and she's overcome some pretty serious stuff with the help of her golden retriever and her palomino mare so she's gonna join us today Also, I mean,
2: happy horse people stories i love it I yes
0: that's a good an overcoming adversity happy horse person story Uh, And also, we have some equine news. You have some question first world problems. By the way, when I when we did the tour and I talked to two hundred people around the country, and asked them what one of their favorite things was on the show, uh, we heard equestrian first world problems was right there behind really bad ads. So oh,
2: good. (laughs) Good. I'm glad you guys like sharing. Although we'll talk about how Jamie
0: screwed up uh, a question first world problems today. Yeah, I did. So we have all of that coming up. And I wanted to, before we get to Daily Winnie's, I wanted to tell our auditor April and Alvin that we're thinking about them right oh. now. They know why, uh, but we're thinking about you guys and, and hang in there. Let's uh, go to Daily Winnie's. <laughs> well, we do have some Birthdays. We have two birthdays, not as many as Friday, but uh, Deanne Sloan, who should be rejoining us again on Mondays here from Horse Nation. Happy birthday, Deanne. And Kelly Peterson Hammer, who who is one of our terrific auditors. And also from Horse Lovers, the guy that uh, we work with over at horselovers.com, known him for years, Tom. It's his birthday, too. So happy birthday to him. We have some new auditors. George Wright, in the last week, joined us. Thank you, George. You can find the HR and auditor page. Just search for HR and auditors on Facebook. And also, upping their pledge was Lori Bins. Thank you, Lori, for upping your pledge. We really appreciate it.
2: In the vein of trying to be fun and silly, I would like to thank Lindsay Rausch and Susanna Hahn for uh, instigating this. You guys know how much I love quarter horse names. I mean, just love them. Doc Bar, San Pepe, Bueno, Loco, you know, all the things. And um, I I get to see a lot of thoroughbred horse names, which are crazy in their own right. But they put a post up on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page asking me to read some of these on the air. And it's fantastic. Um, let's start with Emily. She said, My mare is a dual registered paint N-A-Q-H-A, and AQHA. Um, and she's a solid paint, and her name is Iron Deficient. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Iron deficient. That means the baby came out and they were like, oh,
0: crap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Solid. <laughs> uh, let's see. We had uh, Colleen had uh, one of the horses and her horse's lineage was pistol packing mama. <laughs> oh,
0: my God.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Poco Tejas Senior. Cody said and she said guess the breed I'm going quarter horse <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see uh, Hancock's slick trick obviously a quarter horse thank you Paula <laughs> Rachel had uh, one race horse and her name was <clears throat> baggy pants <laughs> <laughs> they said they let a two-year-old kid name the racehorse. So they had two year old baggy pants and oh, that's slurp funny. slurp. <laughs> as slurp slurp was a noisy eater as a baby. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, these are standardbreads. Sorry. Um AQHA Carl said, I'm a good bar rapper. W R A P P E R. Uh Samantha said shy lopin asset. <laughs> let's see. We've got, Aunt, oh God, April, Annie popped her top. What? <laughs> <laughs> These are just so, I mean, I could keep going and going. There's like 90 comments. Uh, Katie had an OTTB named cranky old Alice. <laughs> she said she was actually very sweet. That's the thing. You, your horse will be the opposite of what it's named to sometimes, uh, dusty lanes, Vega. Vegas, <laughs> Dusty Lane's Vegas Pit Boss. How does that all fit on the. on the? Uh, I don't thing?
0: know. I thought they had. Is there any limit to the number?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, Brenda had one called Silver Tinkle, an Appaloosa. <laughs> <laughs> Juniper Greens Thistledew. My assets are exposed.
0: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> b- yeah, th- thank you. That was a quarter horse. Duh! Like you needed to say that. Um, a quarter horse mare, Rachel. Uh, Rachel knows is named Hamsters Feeling It. Hamsters Feeling It. Why? Wh- what does that mean? Um, let's see. Um, Emily had a quarter horse name. He's H e z a. H-E-Z-A. He's a red dog Hancock. Duh! That's of course a quarter horse name. That's another one of the like, long list of ridiculous. Like they'll they'll name quarter horse people will name a horse like Hancock if Hancock is like it's great, 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 great grandpa. <laughs> It'd be like
0: naming all your horses starting with Secretariat or no,
2: dude. Uh, you know Man of, of funny War. Other- I had a person come in, they were like, Yeah, well, you know, we've got a we've got a mare. We're thinking of breeding her because I mean her bloodlines are so amazing. Her great grandfather is secretariat. And I was like, that is one in one billion. That's like saying my horse goes back to man of war. Duh, they all do. Um, yeah, Weaverhead prince. uh, gonna be some checks. Duh. Gonna be horse. some
0: checks. I kinda like that one.
2: C H E X <laughs> That's thinking positive right there. You don't know Jack, Margaret's horse. (laughs) Laura had a horse named Miss kiss easy (laughs) Anyway, we could go go on and on because they're just so silly. Um, And again, of course, we've got Lindsay's horse, Fast Rocket, who is fat. And so she calls him Fat Rocket. You rode Fat Rocket, actually, um, when you were doing your mounted archery. Glenn, remember?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was Debbie my first a, ride since I rode with you. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> yeah.
2: proud of you. Debbie had a horse named Smokin' Moonlit Lynx. Diamonds from Money from Brenna. Let's see, we have a... Meta I think
0: Diamond is named, another one of those names that's in yeah. every quarter horse.
2: Yeah, we're uh, yeah, a thoroughbred. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Meta has a horse named Call Me Miss Fortune. That is <laughs> uh, M-I-S-S, Fortune. And that, I'm sure they tried to say it, but if you say it fast, it's Call Me Miss Fortune.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
2: Very unfortunate. Um, Marissa's horse, Fabulous Dasher. That has to be a quarter horse or a thoroughbred. Oh, God, Angela. She said, do you get it? The horse's name is Russian Bayou. Russian Bayou. (laughs) That had to be a thoroughbred. That
0: took me a minute, actually. (laughs) I know.
2: I had to do it. Um, Can't stop a train. All one word. (laughs) Boghorn J Leghorn. Oh, in Indiana,
0: I love that one. Yeah,
2: yeah there you go. And uh, Laura said, uh, obviously, a quarter horse that she just saw for sale is named She's a Caliente Pepper. All one word S H E Z A. Nobody can write She's a She's a She's a. Anyway, there you go. You know, that the draft
0: is- horse people really need to get their act together. They, well, get-
2: they, don't they call them like Jim and yeah, Bob? Yeah, Jim
0: and Bob. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. If you, all these horses, if you go to a quarter horse barn, they're all just named after the color. I went to a quarter when I was a vet tech. We went to quarter horse barn, and they kept bringing out horses to to work on, and it was like this one's blacky, this one's red, this one's yellow, this you know, like <laughs> uh, just. <laughs> They just name them after the color. Okay, sounds good. Whatever. <laughs> but well, you think
0: about it, in the South, they tend to name the the girls all have three names too, right? So, uh, yeah. So you know, maybe that's it's taken after that. Hey, I have a couple news stories that involve senior citizens. Let's do it. The first is uh, Clint Eastwood. So you know, Clint Eastwood has a new movie coming out. He's ninety one. And he directed and starred in this. They think it's that he's the oldest person to ever direct and star in a movie at the age of 91. That's so cool. <laughs> the name is Cry Macho. That's the name of the movie. And uh, just one of the quotes jumped out at me. He said, given that it's an Eastwood film, Cry Macho features a certain amount of action in Jeopardy, including the actor throwing a punch, which apparently he hasn't done in quite a while. And his biggest fear for the whole movie, he said, was getting on a horse for the first time since Unforgiven three decades ago. Wow. He hasn't been on a horse in 30 years. He said that was his biggest fear, is getting dumped. Uh,
2: Do you know whose biggest fear it actually was? The owner of the horse, okay? And the insurance oh my company. My horse killed Clint Eastwood. Yeah. You know, they like, go, sedate that sucker. I don't care how good it is. I'd sedate Duke if Clint Eastwood going to get on him.
0: So, yeah, uh, this movie's coming out. I don't I know anything about the movie. I didn't I didn't find a trailer, actually. There must be a trailer out for it. I think it's coming out soon. But uh, he said he had a lot of fun, and he doesn't plan on retiring anytime. time. He, uh, he said, my body doesn't work like it used to. I guess not, Clint. You're 91. Uh, he said, I don't look like I did at 20, but so what? Who cares? Now I can play more interesting guys.
2: <laughs> so, I still think he's very handsome.
0: He's not and you know why? Because he didn't have any work done. He just looks normal, right? Yeah. He looks like yeah. a normal 91-year-old. So yeah, so good for him. So he has a new movie coming out. Now, the other one is an 80-year-old woman. Her name is Jane Dotchin, And Jane lives in England, Hexham. England, to be exact, and Jane had just set off at uh, for her, let me see here, 40th time to do a 1,000-kilometer ride. She rides to Inverness, Scotland, from Hexham, England, to visit a friend of hers, and she's been doing it for the last 40 years, and she takes a pony and her dog, and she so she doesn't ride in a car, she takes her pony and her dog. This year, she's doing it at the age of 80. Wow! Now, if you go look at the picture, I put a link there for you. If you go look at the picture of her and her horse and her dog, um, now the dog is disabled. This is Jack Russell Terrier, which you know a Jack Russell Terrier being disabled just makes them normal, you know, instead of hyper. So uh, she started doing this forty years ago because she had horses at the barn and her mother would look after the horses, but she didn't want to take a, she didn't even want to take care of the halflinger stallion. So she thought, well, then I'll just ride him, and she just rode him to the friend's house. And that started this tradition. Uh, so she rides this little, I think it's a 13-year-old uh, pony. And it looks like maybe a Dartmoor pony or something like that. A little drafty breed of pony, it doesn't really say. But she does 25 to 30 kilometers. Oh, a
2: halflinger. She's on a halflinger.
0: Is it a halflinger? think so because maybe yeah because the, the half layer she started with 40 years ago isn't around anymore but it looks like a little drafty breed uh and her dog's going along she does 20 to 25 to 30 kilometers a day mostly on single track roads she declines to use maps stinging, sticking to roots she knows i guess after 40 years you'd know the way right uh she eats a simple diet of porridge oat cakes, and cheese. She resupplies along the way, never carrying too much at once. She boils water from streams when she needs it. She sleeps in a tent, tethers her horse, and digs a hole in the ground when nature calls. So there you go. Now, one observation she did make that has changed over the last 40 years is the amount of trash. She said, I see trash everywhere now, and it makes her sad. So, uh, so there you go. 80 years old. Amazing, <laughs> and she's she looks eighty. I mean, you see the pictures. She doesn't look like a spry sixty-year-old. She looks eighty. She's all hunched you know. Over I don't and... think
2: it's fair that we say that Clint Eastwood looks handsome at ninety-one because he hasn't <laughs> worked out. And you're like, she looked eighty. She, she looks does cool.
0: kind of look like she's been riding horses for all her life. So yeah, she. But she's still riding a thousand kilometers. I couldn't do that. So see, good for crap. her. The
2: women get old, and men get more handsome. It's a uh, Chad is like, better looking than he was when we got (laughs) married. I'm like, this is bull because I look old and you look distinguished. It's complete garbage.
0: That has always been the way, though. They always say guys look distinguished when we get older. I just think we look old, too.
2: God, if I had gray on the side, like, above my ears like he does and, like, gray coming out of my face, like they be like, God, she needs to die.
0: See, I look, I just, just think we look like, old. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Gus, oh, guys, we just think we looked old, old too. Like but
2: Salt and pepper, like uh,
0: <laughs> George Clooney. Yeah. Give
2: me a break.
0: Yeah, well, he's an exception to the human race. He <laughs> looks
2: old now, too, but he's still handsome, so it's a bull.
0: <laughs> Sean Connery was another one of those guys, right? He just kept getting better looking as he got older. I don't know. <gasps> All you right, know now what?
2: eighty-year-old woman on your trusty steed—I <laughs> think you will
0: cut. Yeah, How about she that, looks Jean? good <laughs> with her with her handicapped uh, Jack Russell going along for the ride. Unbelievable! Time for the
2: weekly look at your equestrian first-world problems. This ought to be good. Now I kind of screwed up, Glenn. I, you know, on Friday, <laughs> was, uh, early Saturday morning, I had to get up get to the airport, get on a plane, fly to Phoenix, Saturday night, go to a wedding, where we'll talk about that in the post-show. And then Oh, yay, we can
0: tell wedding stories.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Sunday morning, get up and get on a plane and fly back here. So I've had a crazy weekend. So last night, I was like, I'm going to post this. And I posted the, the typical meme that I do, and I said, hey, what's wrong with your horses? And people did not pick up that that was equestrian first <laughs> world problems saw, they actually literally just told me what was wrong with their horses when i
0: saw it this morning it took me a minute and i went i think she's trying to ask about a question first world problems but then i thought well maybe you're trying to do something different today and and you actually said what has your horse done to you today and people were answering what their horse did to them today <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I thought you were going with a new new thing
2: no, I'm not going on with anything. I'm just tired. Was there any alcohol involved over the
0: weekend, Jamie?
2: I I wish There was not. Um, there's no excuse for my laziness. So um I'll just tell you that yes, I asked for a question first word problems, and I I got more of like what your horse did to you. So the one people the people that did focus and understand where I was coming from pick up what I'm putting down. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to read those. And now remember, these are uh, problems that our auditors have in their life. Very sad tales of woe that they have. And if for some reason you have an equestrian first world problem and you want to be involved in this segment, you need to become an auditor. So, Glenn, how do they do that?
0: Just go to horseradionetwork.com. Scroll down the right hand side of the page. You'll see the auditor banner. Click that for as little as $3 a month. You, too, can join the party.
2: All right. Well, let's start with Danny. Danny said, I finally took the plunge and uh, put her horse in full training. She's like, it's great, but now I have to figure out which days I ride and what days my trainer rides. And honestly, two days a week of me riding isn't enough. I want to ride four to five days a week. So I need another horse. <laughs> yes, Danny. Yes, you do. <sighs> Kayla says, I cantered my three year old's under saddle for the first time today. And now I'm like planning our whole show schedule for the next two years. <laughs> i get it you get excited good lord you know what they say when you tell god your plans he laughs at you uh carrie said i tried mounted archery last weekend it was so fun but now i have to buy a new bow because mine is like apparently too long
0: yeah you don't want one of the long ones we learned jamie and i learned that in mounted archery you need a short little bow
2: there i bought so much equipment and we'll we'll talk about maybe you could sell her your
0: equipment do you have a little bow
2: uh, I, I like my mounted archery bow, but I ended up buying one of those like hip, you put the arrows Holster in your hip, thing. Yeah. And I just could not figure quiver. It out. Quiver. Uh, Isn't uh, it called a, a quiver? quiver? Yes. Yeah. So I ended Look up at getting us,
0: knowing those our archery tubes,
2: kids' <laughs> archery quivers that you just put on your back like a backpack and you draw it on your back. And that's the only way I could figure out to do it, even though Lindsay uh, tried to help me repeatedly learn how to do it. I couldn't do it.
0: I would think it would be easier from the back because coming from the front, it's kind of awkward. I
2: thought so, but apparently that's what they'll do. Uh, Celeste said, I take the time to lovingly apply sunscreen to my gelding's big white nose so his pink skin will burn. And I turn around for two seconds and he's wiped it all over my back. And I have a white streak <laughs> on my clothes from my butt all the way to my shoulder.
0: <laughs> Scooter is great at that. Yeah. No matter what he gets into, it's immediately after it he has to rub on you. Just
2: Kimberly, I'm fired. gonna do Kimberly's real quick because Kim's because I I I. Got to talk about it before Chad gets home. Uh, Kimberly says, our last horse show was fabulous. Yesterday, I rode in a clinic and my horse worked really hard. Meanwhile, my husband has been going to golf tournaments. And he can't make it past two minutes of my horse's accomplishments. However, I'm listening to shot by shot, hole by hole descriptions of multiple (laughs) rounds of golf. And let me tell you, Kim, I feel you. Do you know what my husband says when he comes home from golfing every time? Wow. I've really figured it out. I've really figured something out. I've got it now. And he has in our tiny garage, like a little net thing. He'll be like, come out and watch the shot. Come out and watch it. And I'll come out and it's like, you're freaking hitting a little white ball into a net. I don't understand what I'm looking at Jesus. Like, okay, can you film it in slow motion so I can watch? And So I'm in a filming this, and I can't complain because <laughs> he comes down and films me on the horses all the time, and so I just sit there and take it.
0: Actually, I'm so, kind of surprised you don't have a little fairway down in your uh, 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 at your farm, kind of around oh, the horses. Oh, I do!
2: Because I have a dog that retrieves golf.
0: Balls oh, that's, that's a dream right there.
2: Yeah, he'll go outside and he'll hit the golf ball, but then Get, he'll hit three or four, and Danny can only carry three back at a time. And so then I'll go out riding the pasture, and I find stupid golf balls. In Does my he
0: really carry like, three dangerous. back at a time? Yes, she's That's like a me. that's a brilliant dog right there.
2: She's a really good dog. <laughs> <laughs> she's a really good dog, and she doesn't care about me. All that's, she wants is for him. That's to hit the him
0: most off. impressive thing I've heard all day. All <laughs> video that da- if I remember, Danny. Danny's kind of a high energy dog. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and she's like seven. I feel, My cousin has her brother, and they live in a neighborhood, and she, uh, she has so many problems with this dog. I'm like, you cannot live in a neighborhood with this dog, that dog, and they're mutts, and they need to do all the things. She is half border collie, one-fourth Australian cattle dog, and one-fourth corgi. <laughs> Put all that together, and you get a nightmare. <laughs> but yes, I get it, Kim. I get it. Jenna said I had beautiful stall doors custom made for my barn extension, but they're so nice that now I feel obligated to dust them.
0: (laughs) You'll be over that. (laughs) Yeah
2: um that's like when you get a new
0: car you have to keep it clean for about two weeks and then at least try yeah. you know yeah you, and you don't eat in it and then you know two weeks goes by and then all of a sudden you're in a hurry and then i'll oh, just eat in it this once and then there's french fries on the floor <laughs>
2: in between the seats. Seat, and, the,
0: and they're there for leadership. a year so you just clean it for the first time
2: charlotte says jamie you know which voice to use on this one I had to buy – oh, no, here we go. I had to, like, buy so much equipment for my trip to Aachen with the U.S. team because I had to, like, be prepared in case I was totally asked to go to Tokyo. And anyway, now I don't, and I won't need anything for, like, so long. And now I totally need to unsubscribe from Tech of the Day. I feel you, girl. I feel you. Um, let's let's go to Olivia. She said, "I really want to ride, but this is currently the only sound and rideable horse we have, and hopefully, my daughter will share it with me. And it is one of those like tiny little push horses, oh. <laughs> a little plastic toy." <laughs> Monica said my equestrian first world problem is that last weekend I tried mounted archery for the first time and I loved it. And my horse did great. And now I want to buy a bow, but first I have to learn all about the different kinds of bows, try some out, figure out what size I need. yada. And I just want to do all the things and not work or wait that long. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kaylee said, I, by the way, just message, uh, Lindsay and she'll tell you exactly what she did for me. Uh, Kaylee said, I got a normal job and now I'm stuck to evening riding instead of riding whenever I want.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's job. what happens. Perfect. Unfortunately.
2: Um, two more. Laura said, my first world equestrian problem is a friend asked me to sell her saddle, but it's gorgeous and I want to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paige said my horse let me practice braiding his tail and she's got a photo of a braided tail and she said he let me practice braiding his tail but then he decided I was a nice pillow between the wall and the back between himself so he leaned into me and took a snooze. yeah you're lucky uh there you go that's your equestrian first world problems for today thank you all for submitting i'll be more clear next monday
0: or sunday whatever i was tired half of you figured it out so good for you yes well we're going to have our equiderma guest of the week coming up and a inspirational story from danny but first we're going to go to jennifer to tell us about her experience using eagle equine well, Coach Jen is here, and she has been using the MagnaGuard paste. So, tell us about it.
1: Magna, MagnaGuard pre-performance calming paste. It's a lot to put into a little tube. Um, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's a big it's a big name for such a small container. It is marketed as a product for horses who have stress issues for before trailering or riding and things like that. And I started using it because it contains vital electrolytes, which Nigel needs because he gets dehydrated because he sweats a lot. And the calming part for me is a, a sideline benefit, but I like the using it as an electrolyte because it doesn't have any of the sugar and dye that you see in a lot of the products. And because it contains peppermint oil, he kind of likes it, which
0: makes my life easier. Yay! So when do you give it to him?
1: I give it to him immediately before and or after I ride when I go away from home because he doesn't drink when he's on the road. Doesn't drink, period. So if I give it to him right before I ride, by the time I come back, he's gotten good and thirsty. Or if I ride in the morning, I will give it to him late in the afternoon, like after his dinner. And that will reassure that he will drink water overnight as well. So that's what I use it.
0: And you're going to be, I know you're going to be using it coming up because uh, Jennifer's heading up to Asheville, North Carolina, not this weekend, but next, to go on an endurance ride at the Biltmore. At, how Fun. many? I mean, Woo-woo. <laughs> how uh, hoity-toity can you get? Yeah. Uh, but I know you'll be using it because a whole bunch just came in the mail. You just ordered yes. a bunch. so. <laughs>
1: I, I used one yesterday when I got done with my ride. I went out into the training ride and gave him some immediately after I was finished. And show enough, he drank his, lo- his water like a good boy. And he came out this morning bright and shiny and obnoxious, bucking and kicking and feeling really good.
0: All right. Good. That's the MagnaGuard pre-performance calming paste. You can find it at eagleequineproducts.com. And when you go to eagleequine products, you can use the coupon code HRN to get 15% off your first order. So if you're ordering for the first time, use the coupon code HRN at eagleequine.com. And, uh, you all, they have a whole bunch of products, but the one Jennifer's talking about today is the MagnaGuard pre-performance calming paste. And good luck next week, Jennifer. Thank you. So, our Equiderma guest of the week this week is Danny. And Danny, what? Where are you at? Are you in California? I am. I'm
3: in Los Angeles, California.
0: Okay, cool. So, you're going to college there right now. Um, what are you studying?
3: I'm a political science major with emphasis on law. Ooh, she likes to argue. Watch yes. out,
0: <laughs> She's going to be all over us today. <laughs> well, Danny <laughs> is known... Well, actually, d- people know Danny, but more people know Danny's dog. Um, would, would you say that's true?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. In high school, that was always a joke. Everybody knew my dog.
0: <laughs> Apparently, it's still true. So tell us about your current puppy and why your puppy is so famous.
3: So her name is Luca. She's a about five and a half year old golden retriever. I got her as a puppy to be a service dog. Um, She helps me with my heart issues and more recently uh, seizures. And I basically just started this Instagram account to document for myself, her like journey as a service dog. And then I was like, I should just make this public so my friends can follow along. And then it just kind of, it took off and now she's at like
0: 14,000, I think. It's crazy, but you do have the most beautiful pictures on there. I mean, you really do. It's really Thank nice. You. So w- let's talk about why you needed a service dog. So, so your heart issues were you were one. Were you always involved in horses? Is the heart thing something that's new, or is it just come on?
3: It's relatively newer. I would say like the end of high school, which is much after I stopped riding horses. Um, but it definitely stopped me from getting back into it. So, um, getting a service dog. I mean, I thought it was just going to help me be able to go back to school because I was online. And really, it helped me get back into the horse world, go into like the career I want to go into. And I mean, it completely changed. Like, I mean, when people say service dogs, are are independent. It really is true.
0: Well, how does a dog help in your particular case?
3: So she um, can tell when my heart rate rises really quickly. And what she'll basically do is she just still alert to it. And her alerting is, it's really subtle. She'll just start licking my ankle or my hand or whatever is closest. And she has a really distinct look in her eye. Um, A lot of my friends used to ask, like, oh, how can you tell she's doing it? And now they've hung out with her enough. And they're like, it's just this weird, like, she stares into your soul. Like, she knows something's up. And that's her, like, little way of, like, being like, hey, like, your heart rate's getting high. You need to sit down, take your medication,
0: like, chill out. Yeah, and Luca's a Golden Retriever. Was she trained specifically for what you have?
3: Yes, she was.
0: Okay. Oh, it's amazing. I wonder how they train that. That's got to be an interesting training process too, right?
3: Yeah, it's, just, it's a lot of scent work. So um, it gives off a smell in your mouth when your heart rate changes. It has a lot to do with cortisol. So they're trained um, to sniff out the change in cortisol level.
0: Oh, okay. I never knew that. Wow. I learned something. Yeah. What do you do then when the dog signals, what do you have to do?
3: Um, It depends. Um, Sometimes I'll just sit down, I'll let her lay on me, and I'll just try and bring the heart rate down. Um, If that doesn't work, then I'll take my medication. But that's pretty rare. Now that I have the dog, um, it's been a long time since I've passed out or anything has gotten super, super severe, because she's pretty good at catching it before anything gets bad.
0: Well, you know, that it's just amazing that, that uh that one animal can affect a life in 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 such dramatic way. I mean, really dramatic way.
3: It is. It's it's crazy. I think about it. I mean, when I say she saved my life, it really is true. Like she made my life and doing things on my own possible.
0: Now, did the did your Palomino mayor Skywalker come after the dog?
3: He did. I actually only got her a year ago.
0: And you got her because you felt confident enough that, hey, I'm not going to you know, have a seizure while on the horse?
3: Yeah, so we'd been training Luca around the horses, and I finally felt confident enough that I could bring one into my life and have Luca be around them and be able to work and um, have it be safe.
0: Did you intentionally pick one that was going to Id- identically match your dog's color? <laughs>
3: You know, I didn't even notice until after, but I've been obsessed with Palomino since I was little. So they kind of just, it was full circle.
0: Yeah, you, you now have a Palomino dog and a Palomino horse, is what it came down to. They're, they're like a match set. They really are. <laughs> they you, really are. You took Matchy Matchy the whole new level there. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Perfect for Instagram, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: you have some beautiful pictures there. So uh, you you Thank got you. Skywalker, and tell us about Skywalker.
3: She is a she's a three year old paint. Um, she is giving me a run for my money. She's a good horse. She's got a lot of spunk. Her and Luca love each other. I mean, every time I bring Luca, and she jumps out of the car, she'll net at her when she sees her. And um, basically, right now we're just kind of starting. You know we're getting off the ground, getting under saddle, slowly getting in there, but, um, she's a good girl. She was actually there when I had my first seizure and, um, I, we were in the round pen, we were working on groundwork and Luca wasn't there of course, cause I'd been feeling comfortable and my horse just stood there and waited for someone to come. She didn't, you know, she was super amped up cause we were lunging, but she just stood there and kind of stood by my side the entire time. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that cause she definitely could have trampled me, but
0: that says a lot of something about the horses, too, right? I mean, do you, so. Do you keep Luca now closer? Yeah. Do you keep? Do you take? Can Luca tell when you're on a horse if you're having a problem? If Luca's on the ground,
3: she can. Yeah. So I've started. I after that happened, I started bringing him. I got a little too comfortable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so.
0: Well, it's neat that Skywalker puts up I with can it. Tell
3: my horse knows. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It took a while. I mean, the first time Luca jumped up on her to like alert she freaked out. She like, you know, rightfully she bucked and she didn't want me on her anymore, but we started practicing and now like sky jumps or Luca jumps up on one sky. And she's like, yep, that's, that's my normal. Oh,
0: that's, that's so cool that, that, that you have that in your life and that you figured that out. Now it always, it wasn't always easy with Skywalker cause Skywalker had some issues, oh. right?
3: Oh yeah. A tell, lot. tell
0: us about the skin issues.
3: Um, she was rubbing her tail a lot. It, I mean, any time I would put her anywhere, it was just nonstop rubbing. And I called my vet. We tried medication. We tried ointments, different shampoo, conditioner. I mean, I spent over like three to $400 in product, just trying to get her comfortable and nothing was working. I was putting tail guard, tail guards on her. She was ripping them off, rubbing. I mean, there was like no hair left at the top of her tail, and I finally, I went to a local pack shop and I was like, just give me your best, your best lotion recommendation for Horses That Itch. And they're like, oh, we just got this new product in. A lot of people really like it. You should try it out. And it was the Equiderma Skin Lotion. And the I put it on her. And the next day I came in was the first day she hadn't rubbed in over six months. And I kind of thought it would just be like a couple day fix, like some of the other things were, but we're now almost like two months in and I have to put the lotion on only like once a week. And I haven't seen her rub that entire time.
0: So this was like instantly.
3: Yeah. I was instant. I mean, within like the first day of using it, I noticed she stopped.
2: Do you know why she rubs her tail? Is it just a seasonal allergy? Is it, what is it?
3: At this point, we don't know. I mean, my vet was stumped when I told her what was going on and how, like, she was on allergy pills and that wasn't working. And so we thought maybe it just became a habit, but then we started using Acroderma and it stopped. So I I definitely think something's going on there. We just haven't figured it out yet. I'm going to guess seasonal, but... Yeah.
0: Isn't that well, amazing, though? I'm glad though? it
2: worked. It yeah. is amazing stuff. I mean, it just is. What, what All their products, y- you can just trust them because they just work
3: yeah i was i was shocked like when they told me oh this is gonna work i was like yeah so were the other you know three hundred dollars i spent and <laughs> stuff and <laughs> uh-huh it really worked through. It
0: worked. So now you have a whole barn full of Equiderma fly spray and lotion and shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of it.
3: All of it.
0: <laughs> That's what happens. And, you know, we just did a tour where I visited listeners and uh, stopped at a bunch of barns. And it's like Equiderma in almost every barn. Yeah. <clears throat> Once you start oh, with yeah. one product, you you <laughs> use the rest. You just want to buy it. Go on the website and yeah. hit the buy all one. buy Buy one of everything button.
3: yeah that's what i wanted i mean i even want to get some for my dog because she's got a huge allergy problem so i think that's going to be next on my list get her some of that barn dog shampoo
0: i know many people have used it and they like it as much as the horse stuff so i I don't i think you're going to have the same result so equiderma.com is where you can find it where can they follow your dog's adventures
3: she is uh the teeny golden on instagram T e
0: e n y. The teeny golden on Instagram. We'll put a link to that in our show notes as well. Go check it out. There's a ton of really, really, really good pictures. And I'll post a picture also of Danny and her horsey and her do- uh, and her matched pair. I'll post that in our show notes as well. <laughs> Thanks, Danny, for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank
3: you for having me. Sorry about the phone issues.
0: <laughs> so, did you know that it's been proven now that horses are vain? Vain. They have cognitive. Self-awareness. A new study out of the University of Pisa in Italy confirms earlier speculation that, in fact, horses recognize themselves in a mirror. Now, I always thought when dogs and horses saw themselves in mirrors, they just assumed it was a different horse. Then that's why they got so excited. But this group did this study, and it was trying to confirm a previous study. So the way they did this is they put colored marks on the cheeks of the horses that were visible to them when they stood in front of a mirror, so they couldn't see him because their eyes are different than ours, so they can see a lot. Well, they put them in places where they couldn't see him unless they were in front of a mirror. And if the horse attempted to rub the mark off after seeing his uh, reflection, that was considered a sign of self-recognition. Kind of brilliant, actually. Kind of simple, but kind of brilliant also. Okay. And what they found is like nine out of ten horses would try and rub the marks off. So they had done a smaller study earlier, and this was trying to confirm the smaller study by doing it at a much larger scale, and they confirmed it that horses recognize themselves in mirrors. Now, I I still have a trouble with this one because I, I just don't think about a an any animal, whether it's a horse or a dog, rec- looking in a mirror and going, "That's me."
2: I this seems weird to me. So there, a lot is uh about like whether horses are colorblind and what colors they saw see. And my friend who's a uh, animal ophthalmologist that specializes in horses said that horses see yellows and blues and whites very well. And so is it, what color were the marks that were put on their cheeks? And then a lot of times I think that they can smell you know, horses go so much with the smell and if they're sniffing into a mirror and they're getting themselves back, is that the recognition? I, I, I don't know. This seems weird.
0: So it says for the study. Study show,
2: baby. Study that's
0: right. Show. It says 14 horses were individually confined in an enclosure for 30 minutes under four different scenarios. And they went through a whole bunch of different scenarios that actually uh, uh, talk about what you what you brought up. And they still found that they, re- they believe that the horses recognize themselves after all of the different scenarios they put them through. Cool. Well, Great. so there you go. I don't know. I just uh, I, I found that one a little hard to believe. What if too. horses
2: have never seen themselves before? Like my horses have never seen their own
0: reflection unless they've looked in the pond and admired themselves. But yeah, well, how do you see a
2: reflection in my murky pond? I don't
0: that's know. the problem I had. Is like, do they look at that and you know go automatically? Well, that's me. I would just assume they would assume it's a different horse. I don't know. I don't.
2: You can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm I'm poking my hand forward and basically what i'm doing is poking holes in this
0: study <laughs> i'm just telling you what they found in italy i'm just bringing it up and it has to be true because it was an equus so it has to be true so the other thing i found was there's this the website called Equapepper. Yes, com. I don't know why it's called Equipepper. I I don't have an answer to that one. Other than it's it's kind of a I don't know, it's kind of, it's a re rehor- it's a racehorse retraining blog and I think it's out of England. So kind of in your world. Um and they had did this thing and they posted it called 15 things they don't tell you about owning a horse. So I want to see if we agree with those 50 these 15 things. And I think you're going to agree with these. They're pretty okay. they're pretty uh they're pretty obvious things. Uh, hay gets everywhere. Yeah, um, nobody tells you that, except if you're listening to this show, where we've talked about it quite often. But it, You
2: will have hay in your cleavage, ladies.
0: Yes, and that brand new car, Duh. even if you don't put hay in it, you're going to have hay in that brand new car we talked about earlier. Yeah, it um, your bra. Yeah, the next one is, you will smell like horse pee. <laughs> So true. I
2: feel like it's the, <laughs> my boots. Like when I take my boots off in the mudroom and I leave them in there and I've mucked stalls, like oh, the whole room smells like, like it.
0: ammonia. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, uh, the, you will think about what you ever did before horses. You're going to wonder where, where, what you do on the weekend before horses. Where'd all this your free seems time it's go? like a
2: more of a, a list for the horse husband or horse boyfriend.
0: <laughs> why do you think I picked it? Um, <laughs> it's going to give you a golden ticket out of things, like uh, parties, things you don't want to do with your husband, oh, going golfing. That. that would
2: be weird. <laughs> like when I go to dinner at my mother-in-law's and I'm like, oh, sorry, I guys, go i got to go feed the horses.
0: <laughs> Even though you just fed them before you left and it's yeah, only totally. been 10 minutes. Yeah, I know you. Um, the worry about your horses will aid you. But that's true of worrying. I think, though, people who worry are just warriors. Or do people yeah. worry? Okay, take a non warrior who really doesn't worry about their kids. Go out and play. I don't care. You know, doesn't worry about the house being clean. Doesn't worry about cooking. Are they more worried about their horses or they don't worry about their horses either?
2: I, I don't worry about a lot of things. But I always worry about the horses and my kid. You can't help it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that you're probably right about that. Uh, <laughs> you never tell... The one thing they don't tell you is to never tell your horse your plans because... See, I
2: just talked about that.
0: Yep. You never tell your horse your plans. Because, uh, you know, that's why Jennifer probably mad at me. I even brought up her going away next weekend. Well, Nigel mm-hmm. doesn't listen to the show, so we're probably safe. Because yeah, they always like, seem to screw this. it up. <laughs>
2: watch my shoe fly off. It's going to be amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you how hard it is when things go wrong. Oh, those nights of walking horses around in circles till midnight. Remember those? They don't tell you you will have horses on your brain every second. That's a true sure. horse girl right I think there.
2: That, I think some of us are born like that, though. You know, Even if you don't have a horse and you're a horse person, you love horses, you have them on your brain.
0: I think that's true. I, I agree with you. <clears throat> I think there's levels of horse horse person. You know, I think, yeah, I do think there's levels of horse person. I think there's the, the level you're at, and then there's a kind of an upper level of people who have horses and like horses, but they're not, they have other things too. Um, I, you know, I do think there's levels. That'd be interesting to, to identify those levels at some time. Uh, they won't tell you that you're permanently tired. How do you feel about that, Jamie? <laughs>
2: Man, you know what this also number one, it could go in a horse person. Number two, it could go in the uh, horse husband slash boyfriend uh, and also just being a parent. yeah, all these things. you yeah. have your kids on your brain. You don't tell your kids your plans because they'll screw them up. <laughs> what did you do before kids? And by the way, toys and Legos are everywhere. It's just like the hay is everywhere. So I mean, you're and they hurt so tired. bad
0: when you step on them, and nothing pisses you off like stepping on a Lego. There's just something about you. We just want to hit the wall, (laughs) because you want to hurt something more than your foot hurts. So painful. (laughs) Um, So your horse always needs something new. Well, that's true. Of kids too. So you're right. Yeah, but it's
2: fun. Yeah, buying that's... stuff for horses is fun. Buying stuff for kids is tedious. I'm like, God, another <laughs> backpack. Why do you keep throwing it on the ground and messing up the? Why are
0: your you pants too in? short again?
2: Yes. <laughs> God, do. I, what's that shoe where you were What? No, you're not. No. Oh, just wear mine. It's fine.
0: <laughs> you will realize how little you actually know about horses. Well, you go through. Look, we've been doing this show three thousand episodes for ten years, and we still learn every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right people are so important. Yes, that farrier, the right farrier, the right vet, all of the right people, the right trainer. I call
2: my vet and my farrier my team. And so when horses come for training, I'm like, I need to have them looked up by the team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And finally, how much horses really cost. I don't think anybody, you know, when you get into horses, they're always encouraging it. I don't think somebody actually says, you know, the rest of your income for your entire life's going here and you will not have a retirement fund at all. When it's yeah. gonna be well, you know
2: what? That's true. <laughs> That's yeah, nobody true. tells you, but the people have, do warn you that the purchase price is nothing. But the then again, I can't
0: understand is. how people afford kids, because they're always needing something, and they go to they go to school and they need stuff.
2: That's why I only had one, Glenn. I can't imagine doing that for multiples. Oh, I can't you can't imagine our friend kids.
0: Carrie with ten. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> I, re- you must do the hand me down thing. How else would you do it with ten kids?
2: I always tell people that I meet that have that many children, I I say to, them, you know, or multiple children, I'll say, you do know how that happens, right? Yeah, and she's been told that that's
0: one of the things she was so sick of hearing. (laughs) So she was sick of hearing that one. And she Mm -hmm. adopted a couple. Why is it the ones that always have like seven always adopt three?
2: What's a couple more? They're just that's
0: saints. Fine. They're just saints. Is it like it is with horses? We say, you know, once you hit the three, the work doubles. And then when you hit the seven, the work doubles. But, you know, once you hit 12 or 13, it's like, huh?
2: You got them working for you now.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's that way. Maybe that's really what happens. Hey, you're going to want to hang around for the post-show because we, we're both going to talk about weddings. And um, I have a... You were at a wedding, and you have a bone to pick, and I was at a wedding, and I have a bone to pick. And oh, gonna... it's
2: just a funny story. If you're listening, Shannon, I had a lovely time at your
0: wedding. <laughs> no, I had a lovely time at my wedding, too, but there was just one observation I made. It didn't even involve the couple. It was something totally exactly. separate from that. Um, this was a general wedding observation. And it had been a long time since I've been to a wedding, actually. As you get older, you do less weddings. So, Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls and Licky Things. They help combat stall boredom and provide your horse entertainment in the stall. At the same time, providing them with much-needed minerals and nutrients that are either not found in other treats or are left at the bottom of the box or bin. Ask for Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls, Licky Things, and Squeezy Buns at your local local tack or feed supplier, or go online to uncle-jimmys.com. Tomorrow, we have coming up, we have Endurance. Karen's going to be here, speaking of Endurance, talking about all things Endurance. And then uh, Wednesday, I have a substitute coming in for me on Wednesday, because I'll be heading off to the American Horse Publications Conference in Dallas. Uh, Wendy will be filling in with for me with uh, Jamie, so look for them. And then I'll be coming to you from Dallas on Friday. So we have a full week of shows planned for you. We hope that you can join us. Thank you, Jamie. You See, you got through.
2: Do you know what's super cool, by the way, about the AHP Conference, aside from it's AHP thing. And your no, husband yeah, is I'm, going, which is my crazy. My husband is going to go to the dinner because he's going to be on a golf trip all week and he's trying to make amends. Uh, I mean, uh, he's like, I really want to go. I'm like, no, you don't. You're a liar. (laughs) You just feel like you're not going to get in trouble because like you're chalking this up. But I don't work like
0: I tried to talk him out of it.
2: I know I did, too. But I would like to say that Debbie Monty's daughter is going to be there, which I love her to pieces. And for the first time ever in my entire life, I get to meet the one, the only Lisa White
0: it's so funny you say that because she wrote me an email yesterday saying I'm so excited I finally get to meet the one and the only Jamie. <laughs>
2: I'm so excited! Like I, I, she's put me in her books for God's sake. I better. I don't know. Like, do I need to bring like a a plate of cheese for her or something? But, like, here you go. I brought you a present.
0: A gold Thank engraved you. pen, maybe. I don't yes, know. Yes, yeah. something
2: fancy. Yeah, something know.
0: fancy that a writer would like. An inkwell. I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know the what you stress, get. Stress
2: the pressure. I don't know. <laughs> She has put you
0: in like three books. I know.
2: <laughs> and I'm so excited to get to meet her. It's so cool. All
0: right. See you, everybody.
2: Spade knitter geld.
0: Okay, auditors, you made it to the post show. Remember, this can get a little, well, shitty. So, it's not safe for work or the kiddos. Y'all have fun now. So, let's talk about weddings. You and I were both recently at a wedding. What was your wedding situation?
2: Um. So it was a lovely ceremony. By it was a a former student of mine in Arizona, and she she's the one that we kept Zara and Pink at her house. Zara was born at her house. I think she might have been
0: on the show at one point.
2: Yeah, she's been on. I don't know if she's been on, but she's like one thing. I mean, she was very involved in the show when, when I lived, you know, a couple houses down from her. So uh, her name is Shannon, and, and it was her wedding. And they had a beautiful ceremony outside in August, but under a tree in uh, Phoenix. Well,
0: let's stop there. Uh, ours was in Pennsylvania outside, and it was 96 degrees in the yeah. sun. <laughs> yeah.
2: Fortunately, it was shaded because otherwise we would have all died because I think it was like 104. Um, But then you moved into the inside, which right next to the ceremony was where the reception was. And the minister did such a lovely job. It was just like this really loving ceremony. It was really sweet. I mean, she's like 24, 25, like just great couple. And then we move into the ceremony. They go off to take their pictures, as you do. And so there was a beer and wine being served, and like some sort of meat hors d'oeuvre. And so obviously I couldn't eat. And we've flown in that morning from here, so it's the wedding was at six, which is eight my time. And then the then so we're sitting in there after the ceremony. It's about seven. And we've sat in there about half an hour, and we're waiting for the food. And you can see that there's like a buffet, and it's lined up, and it's ready to go. And I said to one of the people, because at this point, I'm getting a little angry. not going <laughs> to lie. I said, uh, when is this food going to... I mean, I said it very nicely. When is this food going to be served? <laughs> oh, it'll be ready at 8 o'clock. I was like, Which what? was
0: another hour? It's...
2: It's 7.05. <laughs> they were like, yeah, well, you know, it's going to be ready at 8. I was like, well, I'm going to need some something. And, and there's nothing. So they brought some bread out, and they had all the same. I start stealing bread off the table. I was like, I don't care if the bride and groom haven't eaten. I need to eat something because it's ridiculous. So they finally get started. But, the the you know, it's really – there's just not a ton of people to work at places right now. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah. But there was only, like, two women, and I – One of them spoke no English at all. And the other one spoke broken English. So the bride had told me as a vegetarian, by the way, it's now nine o'clock by the time I get up there to the, to the food service, you're like 11 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And I have a hangry child who's there as well. And so we finally get up because the, the, it was so slow, so slow. So I get up and I said, the bride had told me just ask for the vegetarian dish. It was like two different types of pasta. And so she like, just ask them for the vegetarian. So I go up to this woman. I don't know that she speaks no English. And I said, hi, I am I need the vegetarian plate, like no, no meat. And she's like, okay. And she goes to back in the kitchen. And she comes out and hands me a plate. And I look at the plate. And on the plate, Glenn, is all meat. Like, (laughs) all huge, heaping. Like, who would eat that? Especially a woman who's 5'2". Like, it was probably eight pounds of chicken on a plate. Like, why would you hand me that? And I was like, no, no, no no. And I'm like, oh, no, carne, nada. Nada, carne. So she's like,
0: picking out your 10 words of Spanish.
2: Yes, exactly. So I hand her the meat plate back and she goes back into the kitchen and she comes back out. She goes, okay. And she hands me a plate of noodles.
0: Just noodles. Nothing on them?
2: Nothing on them.
0: Like plain noodles?
2: Plain noodles. Like
0: your kid when he's two would eat?
2: Yes. Yes. And I was like, um... Okay, and then at this point, the other woman comes over because I, I, I've made a bit of a scene at this point because it was a giant plate of meat and my husband's there. My husband's there, he's like laughing, and then all the people are surrounding me and they come out with the plate of, meat, of noodles. And then now everybody's really laughing at me, and I can't be that girl nowhere. You know, it just follows me everywhere. And this other lady comes over, no, 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 no. And she takes the plate back and she grabs the plate out of my hand and then goes to the back and comes back out. With a plate of pasta with the sauce and the meat. <laughs> I was like, why is it happening here? No carne nada. And then so finally they go back and they bring me the noodles with like some sort of spaghetti sauce on them. And it was fine. I was like, thank you. I just I'm so hangry that I can't even I'm sorry, breathe is, right now. I know it, now. Wasn't,
0: it wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now.
2: It's fun. It was pretty funny, actually, because we're was like, how is this happening over and over again? I and mean, geez. So anyway, yeah, like I was going to make them go back and make me my own special plate of the pasta. Like it can't be served. But they they must have been like, go back. I swear to God, that last one had to have a big pile of spit in it. I mean, there was just no way. Around. I was like, you know, I'm to- I don't even care. I'm so hungry. I don't care. I'll eat your spit. I don't mind. Uh, so that was that. We finally got all the food situated. And um, then...
0: Chad it's ate so the big plate of, uh, of chicken. Chad was like, I'll eat yeah. it. I'm, I'm hungry.
2: It. I don't care. But, <laughs> yeah. but then it, it goes by. And it's so late that then they just started the dancing. And there was like, and of course, and I'm like, Lucas, we're going to have some cake. It'll be great. You'll have yeah. cake. They didn't do a cake because at this point it's 10. And
0: they didn't have a cake. Star-
2: well, I'm sure they did, but it just took so dang long oh, yeah. to make everything happen. They just kind of skipped the speeches, skipped the cake, and everybody was like drunk and danced. Everybody's hammered because there's been no ding food for the last two and a half hours, three hours. I felt <laughs> so. And the, and the people that, the, like, the couple, knew, understood this, and they were very. The father of the bride was fit to be tied. Man, he was so pissed. What well, do you know whose like, fault
0: this is? Do you know whose fault this is? And my wedding's fault too. Who? The fucking photographer. The the (laughs) photographers run the wedding. This photographer literally ran the ceremony, ran the wedding, was telling people what to do. And I have been now to two weddings that they did all the pictures ahead of time so that you wouldn't have that long wait while you're waiting for them to take the damn pictures while everybody's sitting around doing nothing for two hours. Because that's yeah. why there's a wait. Do the pictures ahead of time. So that's what they did. No, because
2: they can't see you in the dress. I get it. Let me tell you about my wedding. So we got married on the beach, and I made my, and it was like just outside of a hotel. And so I made my dad have like a hotel with like, or d'oeuvres and we spent 30 minutes taking our picture and then everybody went over to the reception hall. But I'll tell you why the photographer runs everything. And my photographer ran it all. And it was awesome because then I didn't have to hire a wedding planner. And so if you hire A photographer that does a lot of weddings, they know the order everything goes in. And it was great. I was like, what's next? And he's like, time for the cake. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. It was great. So, I I mean, mine was at least nice. So maybe you had a pushy one. But uh, it's all about cost cutting. Because my dad was like, I want you to have the most fancy, beautiful wedding in the entire world. And here's $1,000. But
0: but then they wonder why people bitch about going to weddings. It's that It it literally is that two-hour wait while you're waiting for them to get their thousand pictures taken. Now ours did have actually half decent hors d'oeuvres and they were very conscious about having some vegetarian things. I gotta say that. So I'm it, hungry thinking about it. <laughs> but it is true about weddings. I mean that is true. And they did not in our case either get to the cake till like it was ten thirty, maybe till yeah. they got to the kids well
2: i didn't see it because i was done I, once i got my <laughs> pasta i was like okay nap time yeah <laughs> i've had a glass of wine and then a plate of pasta and it's like yeah i really want to get out and dance no i want to go to bed
0: it's your so, it's and it's your midnight you got a grumpy kid mm-hmm. uh, and, so we and late weddings seem to be a thing now too it used to be weddings always started but i think there's so many weddings trying to be packed in now too this is why they're you know, it used to be you started your wedding at two o'clock in the afternoon, but that's not happening anymore either. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, Jennifer's never liked weddings. She's—I <laughs> she was lucky. I, I drug her to this one.
2: I like weddings. I—I I just, you know,
0: I mean, oh, and I, I'm let's get always... back to the not seeing the dress thing. Uh, let's let's address that for the moment. These people, ninety percent of the time, have been living together for years. Yeah. So, does no, it matter I
2: lived with Chad before you got married?
0: I mean, yeah, everybody does anymore.
2: I want that react of me like walking on the island and him to go. Oh, oh, wow. I'm so lucky. That's exactly what happened. That's the only way. time they're
0: going to say that in their entire life. Oh, then reality wow, sets in. So and it's beautiful. like, I got to live with you again today.
2: <laughs> I'm the most beautiful woman in the entire world. I'm so lucky. And just because you want them to say yes. Here's a drama. at My wedding, though, is my brothers were supposed to. And I'm using air quotes. Help me. Okay, so I have to get everybody's down on the beach, and I'm up in the, the hotel room, which is right next to the beach. I have to walk down, and so I walk all the way down. and My brother, one of my brother's jobs was the flowers, and so I get all the way down, and I'm like, "Where are the flowers? Where are
0: flowers?" <laughs> Dude, you didn't want a You gave your brother that job.
2: And so he's like, oh, I need to go to the, get the flowers. And so he has to run up to the hotel. Mind you, I'm standing just off of the thing and everybody's sitting there waiting for me to walk down. And then I'm like, where's the flowers? And so then he goes back to the room. Guess what? He forgot the fucking key. So he did go to the front <laughs> desk and ask him to make him a room key. And Oh, we oh, no. room. Yes, but it's my sister's room and it's her flowers and they're in there. So then they made, they would not give him a key to oh, my no. room. So then he had to find and the they had to call the maid over. So at this point, I'm 20 minutes in, sitting there, just out of view, waiting. And Chad is sitting up at front, the beach waiting for me. <laughs> on the beach.
0: shining, like,
2: Yeah, sunshine bugs. Everything in Florida.
0: Moving.
2: And at this point, I'm like, oh my God. Everybody's gonna think I have cold feet and I'm not coming down the aisle. Because I'm standing, like I it was, just, I was like, I'm not. Until I was like, tell my other brother, I was like, you go down there, you tell everybody, I'm waiting for my pocket flowers, and I'm not moving until I have my goddamn flowers because they're made to match the archway that my aunt made. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, uh, like, and I was so not it <laughs> until then, and I was like, oh my god, my he's gonna leave, he's gonna leave. He's gonna think I'm not coming, and it's like a runaway bride situation, and everybody's like looking at their watch, like, where is she? What is going on? And meanwhile, it's just my
0: stupid I gotta ass. be honest though, with you, I bet you that was what everybody was thinking. Because oh, you have that you have that characteristic that everybody's kinda going, I'm not too sure she didn't leave.
2: She's not coming. She's not coming. <laughs>
0: And I mean that in the most loving way. I've known you for a long time.
2: (laughs) My mother-in-law was like, oh, thank Christ. (laughs) 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 There's the ring, fun. That girl all over again. Thank you for making me react. Oh, did
0: the (laughs) ring person remember the rings when you got to the beach?
2: We had given the rings to the minister, thinking,
0: <laughs> You hold these.
2: You only one I trust.
0: And then you know what? We go through all that effort for that one day, and then we spend the rest of our lives trying to figure out how to piss each other off.
2: Then I just got hammered.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what we do. We spend the rest of our lives just figuring out how to not to piss each other off. That's what we spend the rest of our lives doing.
2: I love them. <laughs> I was just like, see, I, I actually have asked him, I'm like, did you think I wasn't coming? And he was like, no, because your brother came down and said something about the flowers. But otherwise, he would have. He knew your brothers. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try to give him one job. They weren't even asked to be in the wedding because my brother literally was like, I don't want to be in the wedding. And I was like, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> was really
0: was this your twin?
2: Yes, <laughs> of course.
0: Because <laughs> he knew he would never live up to your expectations.
2: Uh, just carry the fucking flower.
0: <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't disappoint. He didn't listen. Live up to your expectations. It's perfect. How can two twins? How can two twins? How can a set of twins? How would you say that? Is that how you say it? Be so different than you and your brother. <laughs> I mean, yes, unbelievable. You guys have nothing in common at all. <laughs> nothing. Not at all. <laughs> well, that was a good funny wedding story for the day you're welcome by the way mine was beautiful too uh even though it was a thousand degrees in the sun uh they wrote their own whole ceremony they wrote the whole thing they read this thing instead of doing the whole usual they did the i do's but that was it and they wrote this thing to each other and it was really sweet it was really nice yeah, yeah, yeah. it was nice It was very nice. All right. And the cake was good. I hung around for that and then I left. (laughs) Because it was like 11 (laughs) o'clock. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. You probably have your own wedding stories. If you want, post them in the auditor room. We'd love to hear your wedding stories. Yeah, I'll read them
2: on the air. Come on. Congratulations. You made it through another
1: post show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse.